I would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Listening to the Escapist Comics Podcast. I'm Jacob Rubin. I'm Jessica Balboni. And we like comics. Or at least <laughs> I think I thought I I think I do, right? I think you do. I send them yeah. to you. That's true. Hopefully <laughs> you read them. <laughs> yeah. I read them. I read all of them. I'm reading more comics now than I did when I worked at the store, to be honest. <laughs> That's do you have more time? <laughs> Partially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have read some comics. I have not had any time to really read since. Sure. Uh, yeah, we've had uh, we've had some people not be around recently, so I've worked even more. And uh, whack. Yeah, but that's okay. I'm I'm around comics constantly, so I just absorb them right. straight into my bloodstream. They're just. <laughs> As people are buying them, they say, "Oh, I read this. It's about this," and you're like, "Good, good. It's like I've read it." Exactly. <laughs> they just yeah. tell me about them, and they. They just psychically implant them into my brain. Uh, but but yeah. you did read Nonstop Spider-Man. I did read Nonstop Spider-Man a couple weeks ago. I think that came out. Uh, okay. So sorry that we're not too recent on our readings of comics, but we will still tell you about them. So you read yeah. this more recently, as in yesterday. I read this yesterday, yes. And how did you... We're think- recording on Monday, March 22nd. So depending yes. on when you're listening to this, dear listener. Yeah, we do have people that go back and listen to our episodes. I've heard recently. Oh, okay, cool. Which is great. Nice. Thank you for doing that, folks. We appreciate every listen we get. Yeah. Um, um, I really dug this. Yeah, but well, when ordering this, my, I mean, Chris Buckhallow did the art, and mm-hmm. he's still one of my favorite artists, uh, famed Sandman artist, Chris Buckhallow. Um, so I was really Sandman. excited to see him back into it. I think which most recently he was on Thor. Which arc did he do in Sandman? Or not Thor. Uh, Dollhouse? Or is that really? Sam Keith? Or is it later? Uh, Sam Keith was the first book. Sam Keith was the first one. I want yeah. to say Dollhouse. I could be wrong. It might, it might have been later than that. Uh, hold on. I will look it up. You start yeah. talking about this book. I think that he did one of the death miniseries. Oh, he did do one of the death. Yeah, he did. I or uh, excuse, Oh, no, he did do one issue from Doll's House. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. he did right. both, both death miniseries. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Which is what I actually started in Sandman. When I first I got read Death first. It oh, was like, sure. And then I went into Sandman. Because I was yeah. like, ooh, a lady. <laughs> I got <laughs> a lady. <laughs> Death was, I mean, I, I could see why Neil Gaiman didn't ever do, like, I mean, if, if he came to DC and was like, I want to do a Death ongoing series, they would have just thrown money at it. 
yeah. but um, I, I kind of like that he exercised more restraint and used the character in those two miniseries and then she got like a few special issues that was about it yeah yeah I think that was a good idea on his part to not be like let's let's have the literal figure of death be a star of this of the show yeah oh yeah plus oh, Terry Pratchett did that so right <laughs> <laughs> and um oh yeah and I'm sorry Doctor Strange was uh Chris Bacchello's most recent Marvel series yeah with the Mark Wade stuff I thought that was great Jason Aaron that's correct. Not <laughs> Escape this podcast. We'll get it right eventually. Yeah, Mark <laughs> Mark Wade's good. doing the current. Mark Wade's doing the 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 Surgeon Supreme stuff right now, right? Yeah, I think that's over okay. though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did like it both. I mean, it's Doctor. I just like Doctor Strange. Like I you know, too. there's very little Doctor Strange that I don't like. Yeah, I mean, I wanted exists, the Jason Aaron but... stuff to be a little bit better, just because the art was so great and like Bacchus yeah. looks so weird. It's perfect for Doctor Strange, but yeah. I don't know. There was so much vomiting in that series. <laughs> Who has the best puke in comics? Do you think? Who's the best vomit artist? Uh, Scotty Young. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna say, oh no, who's that guy? Um, he he did mad. He does a lot of Mad Magazine, or he did a lot of Mad Magazine. Um, Sergio Argon. Everything he drew. <laughs> no, everything he drew looked like it was super stinky. Like it, it looked like his art smelled bad. Um, like he drew when he would draw a city, it looked like you would walk around and get hepatitis. Jack Kamen. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just doing okay, old, bad <laughs> old mad artists. No, this was like '90s, 2000s Mad Magazine. Oh, uh, he would draw and he drew puke a lot. I don't know. Never mind. Okay, Al Jaffe. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. That was my next. Dave thing. Berg. Yeah. <laughs> Al Jaffe turned 100 this month. I know. He looks great. Yeah. And he only retired from comics like two years ago. I know. It's nuts. Or maybe even last year. Yeah. He's like set the world record for the longest career in comics. I think there's just like a cartoon in Mad who was just like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for him. Oh, yeah. So, so uh, Spider Man, did you like this? Uh, yeah, I thought it was neat. Um, I, I like that. So as I was reading, I was like, oh, they're kind of doing like crank or speed or whatever, but with Spider-Man. And then at the end, they say explicitly, yes, that's what we're doing. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joe Kelly's a fun writer. And yeah. I mean, I'm glad to see him back at Marvel again, too. Um, yeah, he did. Um, he did a run on X-Men that I liked back in the day. Back in the 2000s. I think. Uncanny yeah. X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was on Uncanny yeah. X Men for a little bit, I think. Yeah. I think he uh, invented Stacy X. Remember that weird character? Stacy X. Or, no. I th or maybe she was called X Stacy, and her power was she had like snake skin and she could excrete pheromones that made people feel like they were on ecstasy. Was she related to Gwen Stacy? No, because no, her first name was her first name was Stacy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I just think of Stacy, I'm like, it has to be related. <laughs> I mean, maybe that is how names work. Stacy X. Oh no, her real name was Miranda Leevold. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, she had. Uh, oh no, it wasn't like a, um, she had pheromone control. <laughs> Wait, like silk? Whatever that means. Silk. 
the, yeah. the soy milk? No, Sil <laughs> Silk the character from Spider-Man. Oh, she is uh, probably, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know, which I always thought was a creepy character because she's like, when she gets around Spider-Man, he gets all like jazzed and he's like attracted to her, but she's like 15. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, it's mm, a weird, it's a weird thing to put in the comic. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> yeah. Making uh, Peter Parker a pedophile suddenly. <laughs> yeah, I just watched this. Okay, so I watched this really dope, very, very brief. Um, do you do you dig on like cinematic anime much? Cinematic anime? Like, like, like not like, I don't really like anime, like TV, but like I love a, anime movies. Like Akira. Sure, yeah. Or Nausicaa. Yeah. yeah, but not necessarily adapted for manga. Like okay. uh, the Miyazaki movies aren't manga. Uh, yes, I mean, I like the Miyazaki movies. So I just watched a really dope one called Lou Over the Wall that's about mermaids. And it's about a musician who realizes that through his music, he can communicate with the mermaid community living in his like, uh, the, the waters by his town. Um, cool. It's really cool. The music's good. The art is like, dope and cartoony and the stakes are really high it's it, it was really really fun but um he's in middle school and the mermaid that he's like but he, he's in middle school but he's drawn and acts like an adult and uh -huh. the mermaid that he's friends with is like acts like a little kid and it's heavily implied that there's like romantic feelings between them they never do anything right. but i'm still like this is a weird like pedophile movie but oh, it's yeah. not because he's 13 and she's 10 maybe <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's super common in anime in general, like Chobits, yeah. for example. Sure, yeah. Yeah, like she's a doll and not really a human, but she definitely looks like a child and he is a grown man and they're definitely in love, but it's yeah. strange <laughs> and it's weird. And that's in more, I mean, probably hundreds of different animes or mangas. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, they just have like a weird fascination for childlike looking girls. Yeah. So, you? <laughs> Somehow yeah, it's okay because they're not yeah. real. They're cartoons. They're not real. None of it is real. The <laughs> artists are real, real and maybe they should be investigated. But uh, yeah, maybe they should. <laughs> <laughs> but the characters are fun. <laughs> anyway, nonstop Spider Man. Uh, this was cool. Yeah. Um, it's largely one action scene with a few flashbacks to tell us how we got here. Right. Um, and it's got a dope backup story about who the villain is, which I won't, I'll, I won't spoil. Um, yeah. But with art by one of my favorite artists that I haven't seen in a while, uh, Dale... Uh, Dale Keown? Is it, wait, who? What? The, the backup artist who did the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The end, that reveals the villain, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A fan favorite, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, the art throughout this book is just great. Um, I'm yeah. definitely on board. I'm going to read this series because I haven't really been reading Amazing Spider-Man too much. Sure. It's like every other issue, it's like new villain or new, you know, oh, now he has like a new costume and it's terrible, his new costume. Yeah. And I don't I think care. <laughs> the thing that keeps me out of the loop when, it, when I pick up a new Spider-Man comic 
is I feel like every time there's a new supporting character that has a whole complicated backstory and a relationship with Peter Parker. And I'm just like, I don't care about, I can care about a villain that I've never seen before because villains yeah. can be like, cool. But if it's like, my name's Bruce and I work at the Daily Bugle and my dad is an alcoholic. And I'm like, you lost me, Bruce. I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Or like, again, and Peter's and taught me how to read a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. not for me. Yeah, I mean, the last story that I really liked was the Spider-Verse with the, Heredit hereditors? What was their name? Hereditary? No, that's a movie. Was that what they were called? Her hereditors? Did the not read that. that one, all sorry. The spider people. Oh, like Moreland and his crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like Moreland's family. Uh, yeah, I think they're hereditors? called. The, uh, well, he was like, he was like an energy vampire. Uh, hold on, yeah. I can look this up too. Yeah. I really like Moreland. I like. They I didn't realize how much characters. I like Moreland. That was like a good, solid new villain. And like non-complicated, well, Spider-Verse is complicated, obviously, but yeah. fun. And they can uh, use it over and over again. Yeah. They're uh, called the Inheritors. Inheritors. I, I was close. <laughs> you were close. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you that's were close than I was. My guess was the vampire, vampire <laughs> gang. <laughs> They're related to Morbius. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Can't wait for that movie to come out. Anywho, <laughs> I I've been saying this. I'm I think I might have even said this on the podcast. I think Moreland should be the villain in the next Spider Verse movie because his power already involves traveling different dimensions. He's incredibly yeah. powerful. It would take multiple Spider people to take him down. He's never been in a movie, and he's cool looking. He is cool looking, and he has a lot of family members. Yeah, they could all get involved. Yeah, and they could show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be really fun. Yeah. Uh, that's probably not. I, I mean, as like the the wild thing about Spider Verse. I don't know if we talked about this before, but I thought about this the last time I watched it. Um, it's the most high stakes Spider-Man movie because it's about the collapse of universes. Right. And yet the villain is one of Peter Parker, one of the sp few Spider-Man villains with no powers at all. It's a Kingpin movie. Yeah. I, I think right. that's so weird. It's not a Doc Ock movie. It's not a friggin' Judas Traveler. Remember that guy? <laughs> yes <laughs> or even clone saga it's it's just like it's a guy who's good at crime yep and they almost destroy all of existence yeah, he is very cool big but that's about it <laughs> and the way they drew him he looked like a fridge that was oh great. my god it was great yeah well who knows what's gonna happen in that sony spider-man movie i mean they are casting all of those people i mean toby Maguire oh, and andrew garfield is that, okay is this real is this actually happening? It is actually happening, supposedly. <laughs> okay, yeah, like that. I see all these, like, like I think we talked about this one. Because did we do an episode talking about the end of WandaVision? No, not yet. No, we haven't, okay. We, have to, yeah, we do have um, to talk about it on this episode. Yeah, we could, well, what, okay, I'm not gonna talk about what happened at the end of WandaVision. I'm just gonna talk about what didn't happen. And what didn't happen is Mephisto, Reed Richards, or the X-Men. Yes, it's very- And how it, like so many there's so many fans and so much comic journalism about this means this and this is a clue that will lead to this and this means this and i thought it was so fucking cool that yeah. marvel was just like oh no we just we didn't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> but it was so mean and i know there's so many articles about like oh well all the comics people got tricked and blah 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 and because all of these things didn't happen and i was like but it was a little mean. It was a little mean well, that you okay. put all of that stuff out there. 
And then there was one. There was one thing that the, the casting of Evan Peters as Quicksilver was yeah. the one thing where it was like that was a deliberate troll move. They it were was. fucking with us. Yeah. But all the inferring about Reed Richards and Mephisto was that was all on the fans and their runaway imaginations. Yeah, yeah, I was fine with that. The Quicksilver yeah. thing was the thing that made me a little bit mad. Obviously, that was a bit trolly. Yeah, that was a bit jerky. And Doctor Strange also not coming in at the very, very, very end on the second. Um, part oh, for the second ending you know yeah because that whole scene is directly from um scarlet witch series where she, he's training her and i was like oh sure no, come, you can just like well maybe they'll take thing. that moment they'll, they'll like the extended cut of that moment will be the doctor strange movie and they'll show her like in the cabin and he shows up to right. be like oh i'm here now yeah you've yeah. been bad or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah but I'll still, I'll take it. It was a, it was a really good yeah. series. I enjoyed it. It was fantastic. And it was about grief. And it was like yeah. not the big, I think that, should we just get into Falcon? Well, okay, no, we're still talking about comics. <laughs> oh, comics. Technically. <laughs> anyway, uh, Nonstop Spider-Man. If you're looking for a fun Spider-Man adventure, uh, check it out. Yeah, that's not related to Amazing or whatever. <laughs> good yeah. series. Uh, second issue comes out in a couple weeks. Um, check your local cool. comic book store or Escapist Comics. Yes. Uh, still in the Marvel universe, um, we have X-Men Legends number one. For yeah. whatever reason, the 90s have made a full comeback and Marvel has taken full advantage of this. Yeah. Uh, by releasing this comic. X-Men well, Legends. What's, what's 100% happening here, and I think they even say this in the comic, is yeah. Uh, I don't know how to, do you know how to pronounce Fabian's last name? Nasiza? Nasenza. Nasenza. Huh? Nasenza? 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 There's no, there's no second N. I just like pretending there is. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it was definitely like, this is the story that I would have told if, uh, if I hadn't been kicked off X-Men, if I had had all the time, if they hadn't put on a different writer. So I'm right. just going to do it now. Fuck it. Whatever. Um, and I can see why they kicked him off because this is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. ridiculous. And it literally just like, I mean, I know he draws like, so this is Brett Booth, right? That's drawing this. Correct. Yeah, Brett Booth. So Brett Booth literally just looked at Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee's art and was like, I'm gonna just copy it directly. It's gonna look, yeah. and it looks mostly like Rob Liefeld, I think. It's got Jim Lee thrown Oh, I'd in say it. more like Jim Lee, but it's definitely both. Okay. <laughs> like his the way, huh? the way he draws Hepzibah. The way he draws Hepzibah is super Jim Lee. Oh, I was yeah, I'm looking at a cable here and it just looks like ooh. So it's so live field as well. I mean yeah, it, it doesn't like, have yeah, enough like couches and guns, but um no that looks Jim Lee to me too like this doesn't look super I mean there's definitely a, like his faces are very Liefeld but I'd say everything else is more Jim Lee yeah I'll, I'll give you that the yeah. body angles are very Jim Lee so let's talk about what exactly so okay brief recap this is largely about the Summers Brothers uh they've been hinting at there being a third Summers Brother since the 70s yeah no 80s right. maybe anyway um and yeah, people, they kept almost about to do it. There've been a number of characters who were apparently supposed to be at Gambit, apparently. W one idea they had was to have Gambit be the third Summer's brother at some oh, point. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I think they never really did anything with it, but they were like talking about it and they were like, that's why his eyes are weird. 
All right. Oh, that's uh, why they glow red or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But uh, they never, they didn't follow through on that. And then finally, we got the canon third seventh brother in Vulcan. Mm -hmm. Um, but this apparently Fabian wanted Adam X to be the third seventh brother. So this is the story where they're like, they're really going to do it. Fit Adam X is a full-on fucking fan fiction character. I cannot, there's no other way for me to put it. He's a mutant. He's raised by the Shi'ar. Despite being raised by the Shi'ar his entire life, they gave him a human name, which they say in the text of the comic doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, he uh, has Wolverine claws that he wears, but also his eyes glow and his power is to boil people's blood in their own bodies yeah i i don't know it's so he has like the photon powers right but it's inside like a telekinetic photon thing i guess yeah right yeah sure <laughs> it's... um he's capable of out maneuvering cyclops havoc hepzibah and raza all at once Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's that um, good he's that good he the fact that he wears he doesn't like have i mean he has those bladed weapons that look like mini sides that are whatever but he also has straight up wolverine claws that he just wears around right <laughs> um yeah they're like i don't they they look kind of like uh i don't know what are i'm trying to compare him to another character that has like that that armor on. I can't think of that. Oh, uh, um, kind of like, oh yeah, he looks like, oh man, I know exactly what you're talking Oh, Shatterstar. Shatterstar, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. all of those three another, combined. Another Rob Liefeld joint. <laughs> exactly. And he has yeah. to wear a backwards hat as well and a belly shirt. That's yeah. <laughs> And his crazy flowing Goku oh, yeah, Super long... Saiyan level four hair. Oh yeah, his glowing blonde blonde locks. And his ripped jeans. Oh yeah. He's the most 90s thing you'll ever see. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and he's is he blood related to Cyclops uh, to, to um uh, is he their full brother or half brother? I think he's their half brother, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And also, why are the Starjammers bad guys in this? I have no idea. <laughs> it makes no sense yeah i don't i don't know yeah like at the very end corsair shoots i mean i imagine the second issue is out by now i don't know if you've read not it. yet no oh okay it's late at, at the yeah and they brought back eric the red another friggin x-men character with the murkiest most confusing origin because it was originally cyclops sort of yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying this wasn't a fun book to read, but I am saying that it's ridiculous and maybe is why people aren't reading comics anymore. Uh, yeah, or why the, this 90s style definitely died. Because this yeah. style of story is just absolutely over the top and ridiculous. But there are probably a few people who will wander to a comic book store and see this and go, oh, like the cartoon, like what I grew up with, and they'll buy it. And that's, you know, I hope they enjoy themselves. Yeah, I mean, we did, we sold quite a few copies of this, uh, all to men. Sure. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll just, I think it's going to be like a novelty, you know? And yeah. Then we'll sell probably half as many 
issues of the second one. And mm -hmm. that will be that. I don't think this is going to be a long ongoing thing whatsoever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, um, X-Men Legends, everyone. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, if, if you if you really, really like X-Men, this is, especially if you like X-Men of a certain era, uh, looks like going by the cover, Apocalypse is going to show up at some point, sure. Um, this just isn't what I want out of X-Men comics anymore. No, I mean, it's a bygone era, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing we both read, we both read Carmen. Yeah, Carmen by yeah. Gillen March, um, who I believe is a... Alien, I want to say, could be vanished. Don't don't quote me on uh, that. I believe, I believe that this yeah. art reads very Italian to me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll just say European. <laughs> Get away yeah. with that. Um, this is from Image Comics, and I want to say this was definitely released in Europe first. It has that like that whole vibe. Um, yeah, and then not over here. Um, I was really excited when I first saw art from this before we ordered it because it looked absolutely amazing. Um, but this is definitely a weird, strange comic. Um, yeah, not for everyone. Um, I will say that. I will say that the, the. I mean, again, I don't really want to spoil anything, but the the whole comic hinges on a suicide, and they yeah. show it somewhat graphically. So if that's something that makes you not want to buy a comic then don't buy this comic yeah i was gonna say there's a, a trigger warning for sure um there's yeah. a pretty graphic depiction of suicide in this and uh, i yeah. was not expected that suspecting that at first as well or expecting that sorry um yeah so and then pretty much what happens is like an out-of-body experience after that and somebody flowing through time and space uh throughout the rest of the issue and discovering what she has done. Um, yeah. The, the that's what I got of, out of it. Of <laughs> yeah, it's it's this girl, uh, Kata, short for mm -hmm. Catalina, um, uh, kills herself. And it's it, they set up sort of what her life is like. Um, and then the character of Carmen, who is, uh, you'll see on the cover, a uh, in, has an entirely invisible bot, like her skeleton is visible. Her skin and organs and everything are just a black silhouette, so you just see her skeleton. Although in certain shots, you can see that she has uh, nipples. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> actually, a lot of shots. They definitely did that on purpose. They angled it in such a way that you could see her nipples poking out. Right. Um, is kind of like, you know, the Grim Reaper is kind of like death, but is coming to Kata for a specific purpose and is like showing her around. Um, like, around. So, and then it's Catalina walking around fully nude. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, everything out. Uh, yeah. And she can fly and, and sort of treating it like a dream. The art is like an adventure. That's the only way I can think to describe it. It's so yeah. trippy and cool. It's, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. The color palette is amazing. It's more on like the pastels or but like dark pastels. Um, I think it's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and there's a lot of reading, but it flows really, really well, I thought. Um, yeah, there was a lot of text up top, like those first couple pages with that weird like line squiggling through the circles and lines and everything, like a lightning yeah. bolt that's yeah. talking about how dream was work. I'm like, all right. But then once you get into it, it's it moves really nicely. Yeah. And there's um, also a lot more fart jokes that I've ever seen in a mainstream <laughs> comic. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of the European appeal of it almost. Like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, about suicide and it's weird. And then there's a lot of fart jokes and I'm like, huh, interesting. <laughs> All right, I'll go yeah. ahead. Uh, Carmen uh, farts really loud at one point when she's talking to Kat in the bathroom. And then there's another one, but I don't remember. But then at the very end, when she teaches Kat how to fly, she goes, have you ever thought of propelling yourself by farting? You might go faster. I'm like, what's all this? What's up with all this fart material? <laughs> it's almost like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, but about death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I'll definitely be keeping up with it. I think it's only like a four issue miniseries. Um, sure. But yeah, really interesting book. Um, so there's, there's one thing that I definitely want to say about this comic and about, and also, I don't know if you saw the news today that apparently they're going to increase the price of DC comics. DC comics? Yeah. No. I saw I something. Uh -huh. I saw something that said that they were going to increase the price of uh, Batman to six bucks a comic, $5.99. Um, that's just one of the Batman comics. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that was like Batman New Detective, and it's, it's a five issue miniseries. So I don't. Oh, okay, so it's just. Yeah, as far okay. as I know. Is it going to anyway. be like. Is it going to be like nice format, like three Jokers, or is it just going to be. Yeah, regular? it's like a double sized issue. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's regular Batman is still $3.99 or like $4.99 for like the variant cover. Yeah. So. Because I read, I read this. And I read joker i don't know if you read joker i didn't read joker how was joker yeah um it's cool basically uh takes place in infant frontier the the boiler the, the basics is um joker has no, is no longer hasn't been in arkham for a long time but he set up some bombs to go off months after he left that were of joker gas and it killed a bunch of people in arkham including inmates including bane bane, bane. and scarecrow yeah Wait, so, is it um, so i think this is like this is infinite frontier oh infinite frontier okay so, so maybe, who knows? Um, and then apparently has high tilt. And the whole story is told from Commissioner Gordon's perspective. Batman's barely in it. It's mostly yeah. about Gordon, like, talking about his personal, how the Joker shot Barbara and, and had a hand in the death of his other son and all this other stuff. Right. So then this, uh, and apparently the joke, so then this wealthy lady and her disfigured manservant find Gordon, uh, bring him to their house, say uh we want you to the, we found the joker he's in belize we want you to go down to belize um and we'll give you and and take care of it we'll give you 25 million dollars we know you're retired he's also retired he just retired okay. from Gotham city police department um because we think that you're the biggest expert uh on the joker and he's like no i'm not and they're like we're not going to get the one who is the biggest you're the biggest <laughs> we're gonna like wait um, a minute <laughs> yeah he's like you want batman they're like we don't uh <laughs> so um, and he's like, I can't just go down to Belize and capture the Joker. And they're like, no, no, we want you to kill the Joker. Oh. So, Not yeah. And so he's, he's considering like, all right, he doesn't want to kill anybody, but it's $25 million and it's the fucking Joker. So, yeah. so um, yeah. I'd do it. Shit. <laughs> yeah, $25 million. $25 million. And like the guy, and I'd also get to kill the guy who shot my daughter and killed my son. Like, right? come on. Yeah, that's not yeah, a bad trade-off. I mean, yeah. watch kill people all the time. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, shots fired. Yeah, really. Yikes. Yeah, he's. I I love how. Um, like I don't want fucking cop stories in my comics anymore. I want Commissioner no. Gordon to just be a private detective who's friends with Batman. Like that's great. Yeah. Oh, they're just buddies. Yeah. They're just buddies. They're just buddies. Maybe he's a former cop who quit because fuck cops. You know. Um, right yeah he, he saw a black lives matter protest and he's like oh i should quit <laughs> he's like i'm done with this <laughs> yeah um also the joker on the cover has only one eye and his other eye is stitched shut that's weird um it's but in the shut? comic he has both eyes it's huh. so it's so shut yeah i'll hold it up to the no huh maybe yeah. that's weird yeah i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing, like, I think it's finally over, but the future state stuff is so, and I didn't see anything about oh, yeah. Joker and that with a sewed shut eye. But it's over now that <laughs> we're going back yeah. to normal again for, I don't even know what all of it had to, why that had to happen, but it was just yeah. like a break, I guess, for everyone. <laughs> but my point is, this comic was five bucks. Mm -hmm. And it has an ad on every fourth page. Carmen is yeah. three ninety nine and has no ads, even at the end. Yeah, I know that's just how image gets down. But also, um, uh, Proctor Valley Road, another comic that you sent me, but you didn't read, but I did read, and it's cool. It's Grant Morrison, but like different. Right, it's a bit more grounded because um, it's he he rewrote it with someone named like Alice Child or something. Mm -hmm. Alex, excuse me, not Alice, Alex. Yeah. Um, uh, a, a weird, it seems like it'll be a cool little horror book. Takes place in the 70s, I think. Um, uh, no ads, except at the very end, and also costs three ninety nine. So I don't get right. why DC is like, we're going to increase, and Marvel, we're going to increase yeah. the title, the, the cost on all our books, especially in issue number ones. We're going to chalk them full of ads, both yep. in-house and external, and we're going to charge more than uh, Boom and Image, but yep. they know that people will buy it because they're the, the big guys. That's what they think. But yeah. they are increasing the page numbers for those books. So there should still be sure. like 40 pages of, I mean, there should still be 40 pages of story, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they say anyways. We'll see if that's actually the case, but there should be, should be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know, like also with Batman, if it's just new detective, um, so that's the Lucius Fox's son, Batman, doing it oh, with a sure. new character. I mean, that book did sell pretty well, but we'll see if it continues upping the price and doing two mm -hmm. different stories in it, if that continues to sell well. I guess we'll yeah. find out. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess they also think like charging more and making it more of a graphic novel sized, people will jump on, but I mean, pay, you know, paying for that monthly is another thing than paying for one graphic yeah. novel every couple months or whatever. So yeah, if you're willing to wait and not get the story the day it comes out, then yeah, in the trade, yeah, why yeah. not just buy the trade? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're also doing that digital first thing too with a bunch of their series, which is very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, and though I don't know a lot of people that do the digital first thing either. So I mean, who yeah. wants to read a comic on their phone? I don't. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Okay. We gotta and, uh, get into. Is that really all I wanted to? Oh yeah. Should we get into 
Um, Falcon Winter Soldier? Yes, let's talk in Winter Soldier, and we have to get into the Snyder Cut, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do right. that at the end. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was I thought it was cool. I mean, it's a first episode, so it's like what right. can really happen. It's sort of just setting up. I mean, it, it didn't have the same like what the fuck is going on that the first Wandavision, or well, I guess no, we got I the mean, first two episodes on that first week. But it's more of like um, a spy slash what action show than it's, this is what was supposed to be the first MCU show, and this would have right. been way more like you know the movies coming to this. And it's it, it is a bummer for this show that it's coming on the tails of. WandaVision, a show that took everybody by surprise and really showed what Marvel was capable of doing. If this yeah. had been the first show to come out, people would have been like, yeah, this is good. This is what we want. This is what we're used to. This is a, a sufficient follow-up to Endgame. Great. Right. But because we got this incredibly disruptive, unique take that now, uh, um, I feel like people are going to look at this and go, oh, it's just, just a Marvel show. Shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it'll definitely still be fun. And it was, it was a fun, I mean, the first yeah. opening scene with, you know, Falcon evading um, or like doing his thing, the, being a, a The hero. guys in squirrel suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched it, I watched it with Annie and four minutes in, she's like, so does he have powers or does he just have a backpack? Yeah, he has a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. I wish, yeah. he, I still wish Red Wing was real and not just a toy. Yeah. That'd be more fun because he talks to a falcon and then he does have powers. He yeah, power. he's, he's, his power is that he's psychically linked, right? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. yeah, to a falcon, which is yeah. fun. That is fun. Yeah, <laughs> less yeah. fun when he's not. Um, yeah, less fun when it's a robot that he gives vague directions to and then it just does whatever he wants. Right. <laughs> because it's dark technology, I guess, sure. Yeah. Um, did you recognize- I thought that first fight scene was really cool though. It was really cool. Did you recognize who the bad guy was? Like the super bad guy? In the episode? Yeah, in the episode. Like that beat Well, up I mean, like from the from the comics. I mean, Flag Smash is a character in the comics that I know nothing about. But. Okay, that's what I was asking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> I was like, he's very I mean, yeah, strong. It, and It's a group. Yeah. It's I, a group. Okay. I think, oh no, I'm thinking of Nuke. He might be another part of the Weapon Plus project. Yeah, Nuke was in uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah, oh. he was uh, he was actually in Daredevil. In, uh, in Daredevil, yeah. Yeah. And Punisher, yeah. too. I mean, that's where he... Yeah. Oh, I think it was Jessica Jones. Oh, was he in Jessica Jones? They, oh, he crossed over, didn't he? Or was he just in Jessica Jones? Uh, I mean... Oh, because Punisher, I, yeah. I didn't watch most of those shows. Like, I... Uh, <laughs> I, I watched the first, I watched both seasons of Daredevil mm -hmm. and Jessica Jones and that's it. Yeah. Well they all kind of yeah. mushed into each other. <laughs> and then Iron Fist happened in the defense and I, everyone said Iron Fist was really bad. Uh and I just I don't know. I didn't I mind the second season because he was in it a lot less. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah. Too much of the main character. Yeah, he sucks. Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the daughters of the dragon. That would have been a good yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was when Bucky. I, I felt like I kept waiting for Bucky too. I was like, "Where? Where's Bucky? When is he gonna come on?" Mm -hmm. And then he finally did, and then he was in, you know, having therapy sessions, which were funny. Yeah. I thought actually. Yeah. Um, Somebody posted a GIF from uh, 
Endgame with the caption, do you think that uh, Bucky told his therapist about this? And it's at the end of Endgame when he's holding uh, Rocket Raccoon by the scruff of his neck and um, who's firing a machine gun and Bucky's also firing a machine gun and he's spinning in circles. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, I think that was like one of my favorite scenes, um, you know, when he's like working out his shit, like with his therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I look forward to more of that Bucky working out his problems, having bad days. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't even meet each other. Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't have a single scene together in this episode. No. They had no scenes. Uh, yeah. It was. They said like Falcon had you know contacted Bucky and he didn't answer his texts. Oh, miss mm-hmm. miss connections. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool to see Rhodey for yeah. like a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cameo, we did have little, some good. Little cheetle action. Yes. And we get to see the shield. Obviously, Falcon decided he wasn't worthy. He's the unworthy Falcon, unworthy Captain America. But then, I know. Uh, Then uh, we U.S. agent, I guess. Yeah, which I I did not expect to see. Uh, Yeah. And I U.S. agent, and now I get it. So Marvel recently relaunched a U.S. agent book, and I was like, why are they bringing back U.S. agent? Like, no one cares about this character. Apparently, this is why. Uh, so a little recap on U.S. Agent. Uh, he first appeared in Captain America 323 as Super Patriot. Uh, he was later redesigned as a new incarnation of Captain America and a few years later as U.S. Agent. Um, he is uh, also known as John Walker. And then <laughs> also as, what did I say? Jack Daniels. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's real. It's a real thing. Johnny Walker yeah. and Jack Daniels. They apparently thought that yeah. was real kitschy at Marvel. <laughs> um, he's been on Force Works, Dark Avengers, Defenders, The Mighty Avengers, and Omega Flight. Those are his affiliations, team affiliations. Oh, and you know who's playing him? That really ugly guy. Um, it's Wyatt <laughs> Russell. What is he? Yeah. The, right. the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Oh, that's who he is. He's yeah, not and he was in Kurt Russell. Correct. <laughs> um, and he was in the the one I mean, uh, I don't know if you saw the, the the horror movie Overlord. I did. Okay, he's in that. Yeah. We got free um, DVDs he... of those at uh Escape oh, We handed them out <laughs> <laughs> to people. You could win a free DVD of Overlord. <laughs> and he had a supporting role in 22 Jump Street, but the main thing I know him from is uh, from the uh, Black Mirror episode, Playtest. As, as what? Uh, the Black Mirror episode, Playtest, where oh, he's in the, the, the yeah, VR yeah. game that like uh, shows your like nightmares or whatever. Right, right, right. Good episode. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Do you know the yeah, creator of Black Mirror said he wasn't going to do any more Black Mirror right now because the world was too frightening as it is? Yeah. Direct quote. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he'd been doing British TV for the longest time, and he did a comedy special uh, at the end of the year. I don't know if you saw that. It was on Amazon or something, or Netflix. No. Yeah, it wasn't very funny, but it had some good... <laughs> it, he, got a bunch, he got a bunch of celebrities to, like, play silly characters doing commentary on what happened in 2020. No. Um, he got, like, Samuel Jackson. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he he could. I mean, he'll just do another show that isn't Black Mirror, and it'll just be like something else. So, I mean, U.S. Agent is 
he's good, right? Like he's not a bad guy in the comics. Um, a lot of people have compared him to Azrael from uh, Batman. Oh. Like he's okay. he's fighting on the side of good, but he's like aggressive and dangerous and uh, right. isn't really going to do what Cap wanted. What's definitely going to happen by the end of the show is that they're going to have a fight. Uh, they're going to beat him up. He's going to surrender. And then um, Sam Wilson's going to get a new costume that's red, white, and blue. You know, just like in the comics. Right, and it'll right, be a right. big reveal. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be fucking cool. Okay. Because <laughs> he's definitely going to be bad. Yeah, in this for sure. I know yeah, he's going to be like... He'll probably have like a, a, a few episodes where he's on the same team. as. I mean, maybe they'll give us a, a huge swerve like with Agatha Harkness because Agatha Harkness has always been a good guy in the comics. Yeah. And this time she's a straight up villain. So maybe they'll have US agent be a straight up villain this time and be working with Zemo or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're still going to bring Agatha Harkness back for sure because she didn't kill her. She's locked her up. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a bit of a... Like, it'd be... So like, okay, I realize how this sounds, but I, and I, I'm ready to be proven wrong, but I don't think that Marvel was going to make it a habit of referencing stuff that happens in the TV shows in the movies, because yeah. nothing that ever happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or the Netflix shows has been referenced in the movies. Right. Even though they said they were going to do that with the Netflix yeah. show specifically. I think someone said they were going to put Daredevil, Charlie Cox was going to be in Infinity War or something. No, except for Agent yeah. Coulson. They have mentioned... He's been in the shows and the movies. He was in but Captain he... Marvel. Oh yeah, correction corner. Uh, Agent Coulson was in Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah. But that was took place before he died. Yeah. yeah he and so he came back in Agents of Shield, but he hasn't. Right. That that has not been referenced in any of the movies, unless I, I right? Am I right? No, because he was and like wasn't it. They talked about him in Age or like Age of Ultron or one of those. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he is the only one I think that's like gone back and forth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they talk on obviously in the shows they talk about all the movie stuff. Of course, yes, yeah. because that's what. The, but like, it's like the the like the movies are like the big crossover events, and the shows are like the tie-in books. But the, the big crossover events don't have to reference what happens in the tie-ins. They can just sort of like... Yeah. And the Netflix yeah. shows were obviously completely separate because that was a different network and everything. But... Well, they talked about... Um, in the first season of Daredevil, they talked about the Battle of New York. That's right. They did do that. But they couldn't like, be I think the, They couldn't yeah, like say I think the characters. I... They would say like the man with the shield or something like that. Yeah. Or like the big green guy. Yeah, I think the like idea that. was that they did, they, like, if the if the, the business side of it had worked out a little bit differently, they might have been more explicit. Right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's yeah. just not what we got. Yeah. But now, now that Marvel owns everything service. again, they own all yeah. of their rights back, they can finally do stuff like that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Isn't Runaways, the Hulu show, also in the MCU? Yeah, now, I mean, it should be able to because Hulu, yeah. owns, Disney owns Hulu now, so. I watched the first episode. Um, yeah. I think they made reference to like, oh yeah, there's like uh, something about, uh, crap, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, I, so my point is, I think that if they were to show Agatha Harkness in the Doctor Strange movie, 
and just go, oh yeah, she lives in Westview. She has, I, I, I turned her into this person use it with my powers and now she's going to, you know, help us in this thing. I don't know that that's something that like, I mean, to me, it's like how they released the, they leaked that Palpatine was coming back in right. uh, Rise, of, Rise of Skywalker uh-huh. um, in a, a Fortnite exclusive <laughs> event. Did they really? <laughs> yeah, they played like, there's an audio clip. They got the guy who plays Palpatine, whose name I don't remember now, yeah. um, to record a unique piece of audio in character explaining what was going on and how he was back. And the only way you could have heard that is if you played a special Fortnite event. Oh my God. That's yeah. gross. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Just how I don't like the upcoming Batman versus Fortnite comic that's coming out. Collect all six and you'll get a, an exclusive character. Yeah. Is the character Batman? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it is. Fortnite doesn't have characters. Fortnite has like outfits. The character is you. It's it's just you're a guy. Well, you get a Batman outfit or a Wonder Woman outfit, something like that. I don't know. No, no, but no. Uh, what I mean is, uh, sorry, that was what I meant. What I meant was, what's Batman doing in this comic? Who is he interacting with? There's no character. I have no There's idea. No <laughs> <laughs> I don't play Fortnite, so I really don't know. But yeah, I did have like, to order them, and they're like in a special poly bagged comic and they're bringing back those too so and then oh, they, luckily they made the first one returnable so i could order like whatever and see like but then i had to order the second one i was like i don't know how many i'm gonna sell of these and i don't care about the fortnite codes or their cards whatever anyways yeah. but all right speaking of things i don't care about uh right. let's get into the snyder cut oh my god let's do it it's so hard so we're doing this part one because i tried three times to watch this and I fell asleep every single time. So I gotta say, I I haven't watched it. I'm not gonna watch it. I haven't watched a Zack Snyder DC movie since Man of Steel because I hated Man of Steel. You didn't watch Batman v um, Superman? Nope. Oh, I thought you did. I thought we talked nope. about that. Okay. Well, good well for I you. mean, be, the thing is, people would come into the store, and uh, th- here's the thing. If you work at a, I want everyone who goes to comic book stores to hear this. Just because I work at a comic book store doesn't mean I watch these shitty fucking movies. Like I, I, I didn't go see the Wolverine, though I heard it was good. Um, the the one with the samurai, silver samurai, or whatever. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I like I, and I'm not gonna see, and I, I'm gonna go see Suicide Squad because I like James Gunn and I like John Cena, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, like, uh, no, I just I feel like I have to. I don't know why. I this was. This was rough. Okay, so I made a lot of notes. So here we go. Just bear with me. So very opening. All right, first off, why why is this not in widescreen? Wasn't this supposed to be in theaters? I feel like I'm watching a 90s blockbuster movie and not in a good way. Uh, I don't like this disrespect for Zack Snyder's unique vision. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I believe uh, the answer to this was it's like in 4-3 viewing because it's like, you know, master theatrical mode or whatever i don't know it was it was supposed to be an imax (sighs) whatever (laughs) which is stupid it's on my widescreen television and it looks like you know i'm watching a night it's wrong yeah it doesn't look it's all fucking black screen on both sides okay 1948 i'm into it now i'm realizing i don't remember anything about this movie because i did watch the original justice league Except sure. the Aquaman Bruce Wayne scene, which I'm pretty sure was in the trailers that I saw a thousand times. It's going really well. 
Okay. Right. 52 minutes in and the somber music of Aquaman entering the water is so melodramatic. It just says he is the king and he is everything. It's like an indie song. I don't know. It just keeps repeating. He is the king and he is everything. Just like oh, that. this is like actual music. I thought the yeah. score was like, oh yeah, God. there's a score and now they put in new music. This was not in the other cut. And it's sure. like this like weird melodramatic song as he's like entering the water and going in for the first time to meet like the other Atlanteans. And I'm like, what, what is this song? It's, yeah. All right, uh, an hour 45 or hour and 45 seconds. Uh, we finally get to the origin story of Dark Side, which I believe was in the original cut as well. I don't, I really don't remember. No. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so while a battle is not bad in itself, like the Amazon stuff is fun, but it's very reminiscent of Lord of the Rings. But instead of beautiful, it looks like a cutscene from a bad video game. Uh, Zeus and Ares look like cartoon characters. I'm like, why aren't why aren't they actual actors? Why are they like giant video game people? I don't. I yeah, I it's like. I don't know. Everything's just CGI. Like it's all. I mean, like Thanos looked cool. Yeah. But that's because they were mapping it to Josh Brolin. I don't even who they get to play Thanos. I mean, excuse me, Dark Side. Oh, I don't know. I didn't look. I didn't. Why well, wasn't that serious about looking into anything? Oh, okay. <laughs> Dark Side doesn't look like he looks like a kind. I mean, he looks okay. Like I'm not gonna like go into that. But Zeus and Ares look absolutely terrible. Like mm. they're just supposed to be people. Like big, yeah, sure, bigger, stronger people. And, but like the Atlanteans are people, the Amazons are people. Why yeah. aren't Zeus and Ares people? I remember thinking Ares looked pretty bad in the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, but it, not it like didn't this. Look great. This is okay. awful. Like it looks like I'm playing an early 2000s video game and like it's bad. And it's like that big, you know, like in Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, it's a battle like that. Like everyone's coming together and they're all fighting Darkseid and his like demons and, yeah, you know, uh, we're getting to the mother boxes and everyone's, you know, they're all coming together. But it looks so terrible. Like they just rushed everything. Mm. And everything is so Zack Snyder dark. It's a slow, yeah. long battle. Everyone's moving at a snail's pace. So I'm just like, I can't stay awake for this. So that's, that's what I loved about the, the five at the end of Endgame. It took place at like what two thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do hear at they do like one of the reasons he does this is because it's cheaper. It, like if you do it at like dark or like at twilight or whatever, it's like cost effective, I guess, for battle scenes. I guess. I mean, like I get why they did it with um, uh, the big fight with the Night King in the last season of the Game of Thrones because it was night. Sure. Yeah. That was right. scary. But also, uh, oh, periodic parts of it. Oh, did I get signed out? What the hell? I can see you. Okay. Is, and it's still recording. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a thing popped up that said I've been signed in from another device. Sometimes Annie uses account. Anyway. Um, yeah, I get why they did that, but like, because they wanted the fight to take place at night. I don't know. That sucks that he's cheaping out and saying like, we'll just have everything be super dark and then we don't have to spend as much money. 
I think that's just his style too. I'm just guessing that's why they do it because it's cheaper and more cost effective. Maybe it's the studio. Whoa. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, 300 cool. looked fucking good. Yeah. And that had a lower budget than this movie. Yeah. Ugh, I don't, well, maybe because they had to get it done fast. That would be my, my guess. That's the other thing. If they just said we're doing it, I don't know why. I don't know what the uh, another thing that I heard people say is because this movie was so long, they should have done it in two parts like Kill Bill or Hunger Games or Harry Potter. Just like make two movies. It's not a huge slog to sit through. Yeah. And you can get people. And then maybe the second one could even be in theaters. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. Okay. After this is this is gonna get long, so stop me if you have something to say. Sure. After the war scene, we cut directly into a Barry Allen introduction. Okay, I don't know why, like directly. It's just like, war scene ends, yay, they won. They got, they, you know, killed Darkseid. Well, don't kill him, but you know, they defeat yeah. him. He leaves, he doesn't get the mother boxes. They all go into their different place. And then immediately we go into a Barry Allen introduction. Sure. Uh, so we get to see like a sign to Central City. There's some joke about how fast it is to get to Central City or something. Uh, I was like, was this in the original cut? Again, I failed to remember. So Barry is applying for a job as a dog walker. Why? I don't know. He's bumbling and anxious and very strange. Uh, I will always think Ezra Miller was poor, a poor casting choice for this role, or maybe they're just telling him to play this very, very wrong. He seems nothing like a Barry Allen. Uh, so he sees Iris West for the first time as he's entering the shop and their eyes meet. Cue the dramatics. She gets into her car and of course we now know that this is leading up to a daring rescue so we can see his use of powers for the first time. A semi-driver has dropped his sandwich and loses control of his truck. He hits her car as she's driving off. Oh yeah, by the way, they're also locking eyes again through the window of the shop as she's driving away. Hey, Iris, watch the road. Watch the fucking road. Watch the road. <laughs> There's a giant semi coming directly at your car. But no, she's driving. And they're just like staring at each other through the window. All right. So now- I mean, like, I will say that now that I, because uh, I, I only learned to drive uh, this last September. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put, put that out there. I know how to drive now. Um, but now I'm actually watching other people how they drive and I'm realizing that roughly one in three people are fully on their phones. Oh, yeah. um, so that this isn't as crazy to me as it would have been a few months ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally like, yeah, nobody looks at what they're doing. I got in an accident a couple weeks ago because someone yeah. wasn't looking where they were going. Yeah, the, it was just a really minor day and everything's fine. But yeah, people don't look okay. where they're fucking going. No, yeah, I'm, compl I'm, I'm completely fine. But I would have said something. It, it would have been out there if scary. I was like, hey, everybody, all my bones are gone. Uh, no, it was, it was, it's, it's a pretty minor dent. I don't know. I'm not even going to involve insurance. I don't give a shit. Okay. The car's 100 years old anyway. That's fine. But yeah, people don't look where they're fucking driving. So this movie driving. is a documentary as far as I'm concerned. True. <laughs> Except usually they're looking at their phones not staring into a store at another stranger's eyes for like three okay. minutes. <laughs> So to be more realistic, it should have been they both had their phones out and were looking at photos of each other on the other one's phone. True. Perfect. I would have believed yeah. that more. Okay. So now Barry must use his super fast powers to save her, but in Snyderland, they are anything but fast. Instead, we go super slow-mo, kind of like they did in Smallville, to show us how time stands still in the Speed Force for our hero. Cue sure. the sad music. 
for some reason. <laughs> so this goes on for about five minutes. He finally saves her and gets the job done. So basically like the semi hits her car, like she like flies out of the car again, super dramatically. Mm-hmm. Like they show the speed force also ridiculous. The semi also hits a hot dog cart, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, he's, he's doing a dog walking interview. He grabs oh, yeah. the hot dog, also fixes her hair while they're in, yeah. <laughs> like okay. Pushes her hair away and then like cups her like in his arms and then like slowly puts her on the ground. This literally takes five minutes while again, another weird indie song is playing. Yeah. <laughs> five minutes, this, this rescue picks. Oh my God. And then yeah, puts her down, rushes back into the, the dog walking place and uh, is giving all of the dog little pieces of uh, hot dogs and uh, get, gets the job at the end. That's cannibalism. It's, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, grueling. All right, so that's the end of that, that scene. Sucks. Okay. Then we go, finally. So he's not, wait, what, quick question. Yeah. Do they, I mean, I again, I haven't seen any of these movies. Mm-hmm. Have they established where his powers come from? Why yeah. isn't he a fucking forensic scientist? Uh-huh, no. Uh, any of that? Anything? No, no, so that doesn't happen. Uh, okay. At some point in the movie, I believe, I think I had fallen asleep at this point though. He's talking to Bruce and he's trying, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry he talks to his father who is in jail just like in the uh tv show oh yeah and in the comics in I the think. comics too yeah the reality is that as a, as a criminal yeah, very, yeah so he's in jail because of his mother you know that mm-hmm. his father gets framed for killing his mother and uh he's um gonna go eventually try to go to school to be a forensic scientist or so sure that does happen in the movie I think I woke up at some point and saw that happening. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's happening. Okay. Uh, okay. So at 1.13 and 36 seconds, we get back to Bruce and Diana discussing building their team of super friends, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 1.17, we get to, okay. So this is a big part of the story that did not happen, I am sure, because we talk about it a lot. We get to Victor right. Stone, or as Diana points out, Cyborg. So they're like, see a bunch of videos of all of the, the characters. They're like, oh, this is Aquaman and this is the, the Flash or Barry Allen and this is Victor Stone. And she's like, he is Cyborg. And this is who that we want to recruit to our teams. And then they go into an origin story, like directly into the origin story of Cyborg, which did not happen because we know that Cyborg was cut mostly out of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, so again, immediately go into more slow-mo shots of Victor playing uh, football in the snow. It's again, another five minutes, <laughs> lots of slow-mo football, uh, just of, like him jumping around and like winning the football game. It could, it could have been, remember in Napoleon Dynamite when uh, um, Uncle Rico is just throwing the football at his video camera and we in- instantly know who this guy is? Yes. <laughs> that could have been it could have been that it could have been, been just that. cyborg throwing a football at a robot Boom, i, I will that. also say this is probably the only time we see him smile in the entire movie is when he's playing football and he wins the game and he's like yay and then he sees 
his mother and the crowd and then an empty seat where his father is sitting and the smile goes away and that's the last time we see him smile he's a very tragic character the only time he's ever happy is in the teen titans animated series that's true yeah yeah well you know what about in the early teen titans like george perez teen titans I just remember reading the the his origin and how his dad like saved his life by making yeah. him a cyborg and how he was like you should have let me die. Yeah, that's in this too. Yeah, so we go through all of that basically. Like they get in the car accident, mom dies, then his dad turns him into the cyborg. <laughs> his dad's like, I I was out of arms, so now it's a white sound cannon. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Your whole body is now made of some weird metal that looks terrible on camera. Is that all right? So sorry. Yeah. So and he's like learning to use his body. <laughs> and his dad like gives him this whole moral lesson on a handheld recorder or something. Because like, he's, yeah, I don't know. So, sure. yeah. Uh, and then like we get to see him go into cyberspace and that he can control nuclear bombs and okay all of the money in the world okay uh-huh okay so he can do all of these super powerful things but then his dad's like but don't do that be a good be a good guy <laughs> don't do that right and so what does he immediately do he goes uh he like sees like this mother and her son like i mean struggling and he goes and gives her a hundred thousand dollars like at her bank and I'm like, so he's immediately, I mean, I get it. Like Robin Hood style, right? Like sad. Or beginning um, of Terminator 2 with the fucking ATM thing. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes and steals money from the bank and gives it to her. And I'm like, yeah. all right, well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so yeah, so he's a thief and a superhero. Right. Um, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> sure. <that>. Well, <laughs> tune in to next episode of Escapist Podcast for more of what Jessica remembers. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're yeah, dividing I, it up into two parts, which is what Zack Snyder should have done. Yeah, definitely. I woke up <laughs> after like a little while, like really disoriented, and there was all of this like bang, 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 like big battle going on, and like Superman was there, and I was like, oh, I don't. I don't remember anything of this. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he in a black suit? We'll find out next time. <laughs> Why is yeah. he wearing a black suit? Why is he alive even? I don't know. Well, he died. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. He died at Batman v Superman, right? And then this movie is yeah. about bringing him back and having him forming the team. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't think sure, he ever whatever. died. I think it's very doomsday reminiscent of him not dying. Yeah, it's, it's like Kryptonians can't die. They can only go into hypersleep or some shit. Yeah. I think he was on the Kent farm the whole time. Oh, okay. Also, Lois is pregnant. Ugh. That's what I, I also uh, and she at one point and she's like reading a pregnancy test and saying that she was actually pregnant. And it's and it's Clark's baby. It's Superman's baby. I mean, baby. I hope so. I mean, maybe it's Bruce's. He does get around. <laughs> the one thing oh god. Uh <laughs> man, they dated in Superman the Animated Series, and that was fucking cool. What? Um <laughs> have you watched the new Superman and Lois show? I watched the first episode. I really liked it. Okay. Um, like there's one, in, well, the first episode's two episodes, but yeah. Did you watch okay. it? No. Oh, it's good. Okay. It's weird though. So they're, so it's, oh God, Jonathan and Jordan Kent are the kids. Okay. And they're their so, kids? 
they're their kids yeah so it takes place like in the future okay basically um and yeah the kids are teenagers in it uh and basically lois and him decide that they need to get away from metropolis move back to the kent farm mm-hmm. and raise the kids there because it's been a little crazy in in the city um and the kids haven't developed any powers yet in the first episode but they're worried that one of the kids is going to develop powers and the other kid is not and so that's mm. cool. yeah so that was that was literally one of the imaginary stories from like the 50s or something yeah that's what yeah. they took it from it's really really good um and i don't oh, want to really? spoil okay. it to see what to tell you which one does and which one doesn't um but sure. that's what happens in the very first there's so like i said it's split into two episodes and it happens mm-hmm. at the end of the very first episode okay um, but it was really endearing and he's a very good Superman. And I think she's a really good Lois. Uh, and then also in the very first episode, he wears like the 1940s Superman outfit, like the George Reeves oh, outfit. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, and nice. He does like the whole action comics, like he raises the car up and stuff. Cause it shows him like the history of all of the Superman comics um, and like what huh. he's done throughout his life and stuff. It's really, really good. Yeah. All right. I recommend it. I'd check that out. Okay, yeah. cool. The, the, one la- the one thing I want to say about these movies and everything is, and this is sort of tying into Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier. So I, I read a little thing with Ed Brubaker where they asked him what he thought about the show. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard about it. And he's like, it's fine, but they're not giving me any money. <laughs> um, and uh, so then the, the same piece I read called back to a, a separate Jim Starlin interview. Uh-huh. Who, keep in mind, listener, that Jim Starlin is the sole creator, sole creative credit for Thanos, Drax, and Gamora. Mm-hmm. Thanos, one of the biggest villains now in just movies. Yeah. Um, and Drax and Gamora, who the stars of the Guardian series. Yeah. Um, received basically no money for his movies. However, DC did cut him a check because he also co-created KG Beast. And KG Beast had a very minor role in Batman v Superman. And so, and who, even though he didn't have any lines, he didn't really look like himself and his powers didn't really replicate what his powers were. They're still like, we put KG Beast in the movie and Jim Starlin made more money from that than he did from Infinity Whoa, War and being put together. really? Yep. Holy yep. shit. So good on DC for doing that. Yeah. Wow, Marvel's fucked up. <laughs> so I wonder how much, I mean, there's been a huge amount of talk from the Kirby estate about how, because especially if you read the Tom Scioli Jack Kirby book that came out last year, oh yeah, uh, you know how much, uh, how Jack did so much and Stan did so little compared to how Stan tells it. Mm-hmm. So I and they were talking about like how come we should get all this money for Avengers? We should get all this money for uh, not Guardians. Um, I mean, just everything. Iron Man, Thor, everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but now they're making Dark Side movies, so I wonder if they've made more money as well. If DC's yeah. like, no, nah, we need to give, if we're going to make a movie with Motherbox and Darkseid and Steppenwolf and Parademons and shit, that we should hook it up. Yeah. Oh, and they're making a New Gods yeah. movie too, so. Yeah, eventually, yeah. Deal. I'll see that. I'll check that out. Yeah. Unless it's Zack Snyder and then I won't. It's not. It's Ava DuVernay. DuVernay. Oh, right. Yeah. Which her okay, first cool. movie, not so good, but. Um, Wrinkle in Time, right? Wrinkle in Time, yeah. It was yeah. really bad, yeah. actually. But, you know. Maybe your second go around will be a lot better. Yeah. Hopefully. If the lighting's good. Just don't forget yeah. the lighting. <laughs> hey, Wonder, look, DC movies can't be good. Wonder Woman was great. Yeah. Shazam was fun. 
Yeah. I, I've heard good things about Aquaman, but I haven't seen it yet. I love Birds and of Prey. I, I haven't seen that yet either. That's one I really got to check out. It's on HBO Max. Um, yeah. As, and, and the Pirate Bay. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Is that still a thing? Yeah, definitely. I'm not, I'm not giving my money. I, like HBO Max is a whole bunch of movies I'm going to watch, but there's no way that I'm going to take money out of my bank account so that I can watch the new Space Jam. There's no way that's happening. <laughs> I will, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark's still trying to get me to watch Tom and Jerry, the new Tom and Jerry. I'm like, who is that for? Who? That's a great who. A Mark, I guess. Yes. <laughs> was I he in a focus group? Was he in a focus group? You didn't know about? They're like, which head of our bear property do you think you should go back? He'd be like, oh, well, Tom and Jerry, of course. <laughs> I still don't understand it. I will never understand that. It's definitely What's for our two that... customers that just come in on Monday and hang out with Paul. <laughs> sure. Uh, sometimes I'm when I'm when I'm on Facebook on my phone I see ads for that movie but Tom and Jerry aren't in aren't like the focal point of the ads it's uh Chloe Grace Moritz oh really yeah like when I scroll through because it you know it picks a thumbnail and then if you linger on it then it'll play the ad the thumbnail is her making a shocked face I'm like aren't <laughs> like Colin Jost is in that movie too and he was doing interviews and people are like yeah the question I get most is are you Tom or Jerry and he's like no I'm I'm the human oh before we go too i wanted to let you know that i watched the wilds what'd you think i loved it absolutely loved it yeah (laughs) i can't wait for the second season tell me there's a second season it has been renewed yeah i don't know how production's going but you know yeah it's really fucking good right so good i couldn't stop watching it once i finally started it and uh Yeah. yeah i got to that last episode and i was like ah i need to know what happens. yeah the the last episode reveal is the, that final reveal is like oh fucking cool like yeah it's it's yeah. great it's so great. listeners uh definitely go check out the wilds on amazon prime uh, yeah. you will not regret it yeah it is it's better kind of like than... a ladies lord lady lord of the flies basically um ish yeah but but with like a cool twist. Yeah, it is what you cool find out at the end cool of the first episode. I just don't want to like talking about it too much will reveal the twist. Basically, I, I went into it basically thinking like, oh, they're just on a desert island. I I keep telling my friends about it. My one friend in particular who keeps bringing up the Simpsons episode where they get stranded on a desert island, <laughs> Das Bus, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and and how Bart has this whole bit about, oh, we can curse now. There's no parents around. Damn hell, ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, but it's better than that. It is better <sighs> than that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is all sorts of fun twists throughout the show as well. Mm-hmm. That you would never I mean, guess, too. They took they took a group of how many girls are there? Seven. In the beginning? Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, nine. Oh no, there's, there's nine. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's nine, and then, and then, uh, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they take these eight very, all eight of them have a great motivation, a great arc, a great, like, they all, yeah, it's one of the, the best, the best part, without spoiling anything, too. With uh, the best part of the show is each of them having their own episodes, too. So yeah. nobody's really the star of the show, which is mm-hmm. great. Everyone has their own arc, which is great, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. there is kind of like, what's her name? from the first episode is sort of like the the audience uh, yeah. representative in a way. I think throughout though, she kind of like, maybe just like the the first couple episodes. And then there she are episodes. Of, yeah. 
there are episodes where she just sort of fades into the background and it's yeah. like just part of the part of the Greek chorus, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's it's very fucking good. Like I try not to binge shows anymore. Um, but we got we watched the last three episodes in one night. Oh yeah. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't wait anymore too. Yeah. I think I lost I watched the last three as well, just right off. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking all right. Good. I think that's gonna have to do it for tonight. Cool. Uh, swing by Escapist Podcast, Escapist uh, Comic Book Store, Escapist Comic Book Store, thirty ninety Claremont Avenue, or call five one zero sixty five Comic. I listed you guys as a reference lately, so I just re looked up the phone number. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to the Escapist Comic Podcast. I'm Jacob Rubin. I'm Jessica Baldoni, and, and we'll, we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Escape. Bye. <laughs> One day. <laughs> <laughs>